Hello, and welcome to Getting to Good Enough, a podcast to help you overcome perfectionism so you can do more of what you love. I'm Shannon Wilkinson, a life coach in Portland, Oregon, and I'm a recovering perfectionist who's getting better at good enough. And I'm Janine Adams, a certified professional organizer in St. Louis, Missouri, and I'm lucky enough to be naturally good at good enough. And today, we are answering your questions. Janine. Hey, Shannon. It's our first Q&A on the fives. I know. It's exciting. I know we say it's exciting every week, but this is really <laughs> exciting. <laughs> this is. It's Well, it's really fun to hear from our listeners, mm-hmm. to, um, you know, get to know a little bit more about them and what they're dealing with. Yeah, it is. And it's just, it's nice to hear from people and it's also nice to actually hear their voices yeah it's super exciting to like really hear people's voices and we love these questions and we would love to answer more so we encourage everyone to call in leave us a voicemail with your question or comment at 413-424-GTGE which is 4843 I did that from memory oh wow I'm impressed (laughs) <laughs> really impressed <laughs> especially that you knew the the last four digits but from memory it's excellent yeah yeah so every 10 episodes our intention is to have one of these q a on the fives so if you call today we'll hold on to your question until episode 25 that's right oh my gosh that sounds really far away but it's not that far away i don't think no it'll be here before we know it yeah, because this first two months have gone really fast. Yeah, we already, here we are working on episode 15. I Feels know. Feels like we just and started. It is. I know, and we have this little bit of lag because we're recording um, ahead of when um, this will get published, when this goes live. But we just took a look at our stats since it was two months last week since we... Um, started and we discovered something pretty fascinating oh yes we did and that we would be you shannon you crunched those numbers (laughs) we our podcast getting to good enough has been downloaded on every continent except antarctica amazing it's it's still it's stunning to me yeah and i really really want somebody in antarctica to download it so if anybody knows somebody there please People, people apparently, but listeners apparently know people in Antarctica. So we may get an Antarctica listener, wow. you know, in the so, not too distant future. I'd recommend that, Shannon, that you memorize the code for Antarctica. It's and AQ. Le- AQ. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. And keep an eye on that, please. (laughs) Oh, yeah, I had to look that up right away. I'm looking, is there an AQ? Is there an AQ? (laughs) I mean, not that that's like the only thing we care about. I mean, the other thing is that, um, you know, 
uh, we've had downloads in, I can't remember off the top of my head, but I think 20, more than 26 countries. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And we've had and um, downloads had, in the five digits. Yeah. We're at, um, well, as of this recording, I think we're at about 11,500 downloads. That's amazing. Um, yeah. And, you know, hopefully we'll be well above that by the time this airs yes yay so thank you everybody for listening and downloading yes Yes. and be sure and subscribe so you never miss an episode and feel free to give us a rating on itunes yes that it it really helps a lot when you do that because it helps other people find us it helps you know, encourage people to give us a try if they don't already know us or they have it hasn't been recommended to them directly by a friend. So that is super helpful. Well, should we get to our first caller? Yes, well, I think uh, I think that's a good idea. Let's let's hear it. Okay, so this is Geraldine in North Carolina, and let's hear what she has to say. Hey, Shannon and Janine, this is Geraldine in North Carolina, and I wanted to let you know that um, uh, regarding your discussion where um, I think, Shannon, you were speaking to somebody who said that they would really appreciate working with a professional organizer who is not a neatnik, I find that uh, I can relate to that because I prefer finding a personal trainer if I'm taking yoga or Pilates or whatever kind of fitness. I prefer that my instructor uh, is female and over 50 or over 55. For me, that is just very refreshing, and I feel it empowering, and um, I don't think, you know, that uh, Instagram and Pinterest shows enough uh, women over, say, 50 or 60 doing these activities and participating and having uh, good, healthy body images. Anyway, I really enjoy your podcast, and you are welcome to use this on the air. Bye. Yay. Isn't that nice to... uh, That is. Yeah, to hear nice comments about the podcast. And I think Geraldine made such an interesting comment. I think she... I totally relate to what she's saying that uh, uh, about a trainer or really, gosh lots of different service people in my life. I want them to be relatable and realistic. Um, Like if I go into the bare mineral shop, I don't want to find the like super dramatic made up lady to make up my face. Right. (laughs) That's always a little scary. (laughs) Right. Exactly. Yeah. But it also leads in my mind. I I think about this quite a bit these days um, about, about the aging process and how I'm uh, 56, or I'll be 56 soon, and uh, you know, I'm uh, ch- things are changing as happens as you age, and I try really hard not to feel bad about myself that I don't look younger. I mean, I look my age, uh, and or uh, and that's fine. It's you know, it's great, and I do. Yeah. I just try to look the best 56 I can look, I guess, or. But there, yeah. it, there is so much pressure. I feel the same way, especially since I've hit my 50s. And it, you know, there's such a, um, I don't know, that it's, it's 
such a common comment like, oh, you don't look your age or, you know, I just, I went to a friend's 60th birthday party last night. And so of course there were a lot of jokes about age and, but most of it was, you know, all of us standing around thinking like, how, how are we this old? <laughs> <laughs> we don't um, feel any older. <laughs> right. <laughs> but that, but that idea that, you know, that like there are people of different ages doing different things and people of different abilities and that there is no real ideal like you know you're what 56 looks like because you are 56 and that's what you look like right i remember so well i was in college and i heard gloria steinem speak and at the time she was 50 which of course seemed ancient to those of us in college (laughs) and somebody said to her or maybe i can't remember if it was in the q a or what but uh, somebody said, "Oh, you'll really look great for 50." And she said, "This is what 50 looks like." Yeah. You know, this is this is 50. Now she's an amazing-looking 70-year-old, I'm sure, or 80, or <laughs> however long it's been. <laughs> oh, uh, yikes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. But yeah, we're all where we are, and to strive to feel bad about ourselves because we don't look 10 or 20 years younger is um, not healthy for us, I don't think. And I think right. that. I mean, the same goes for the all sorts of images, right? The images on Pinterest or Instagram about how people's homes look or their pantries look or whatever mm-hmm. that aren't real life. Um, right. So. Right. Well, and this even made me think about, you know, sort of b- beyond that, that there is no real ideal and that um, people vary and they want different kinds of people to guide them or teach them or mm-hmm. consult with them or, you know, whatever, provide a service. Um and, you know, with, like Geraldine said, having a personal trainer that is, you know, sort of similar to her is really empowering. And, you know, for someone else, you know, maybe they're trying to achieve a specific goal and, and having someone who's achieved that goal is most important. Um, Right, something to look toward. I know the very few times I've taken yoga classes, I've always been blown away by how beautiful the yoga instructor's bodies are. And yeah. I, I, I like that body. Not Apparently yeah. not enough to keep going to yoga classes. <laughs> uh, I, I found that uh, to be very nice to see and, and aspire to. Yeah. Well, and then... Um you know, the, the thing about it is that a lot of people stop themselves from trying something or doing something because they think they aren't that ideal body type or they aren't the best at, you know, whatever it is they want to do. Like, imagine if you would have let your, you know, natural tendency towards messiness keep you from becoming a professional organizer. Right. Oh, what a nice example. Right. Yeah, I would be a more messy, less happy person probably right now. Yeah. (laughs) 15 years later or whatever. Yeah. Right. And, you know, and it's the same thing um, for me becoming a life coach. It's not like, oh, I have this all figured out. I'm going to tell people what to do. It's like, oh, I've learned and experienced some processes that help me figure things out and I would like to help people figure things out for themselves like mm-hmm. you know and there's a bazillion other life coaches but that doesn't keep me from doing it um, 
And, you know, I'm not trying to be the best life coach for everyone. I'm trying to be the best life coach for the people that I work with. Yeah, that's a great, great example. Uh, Yeah, so I just, I really like that idea of, um, you know, finding someone to work with who supports you and helps you feel good about your efforts and also um you know going out in the world doing the best you can so that you can you know perhaps be that model for someone else Mm -hmm. yeah and being willing to be good enough and so that you actually do some take action right because you know if you get stuck in perfectionism you're stuck (laughs) (laughs) you know i mean like you can't you know move forward that was was really profound yeah yeah but it's true (laughs) perfectionism can make you stuck there's no doubt about it (laughs) (laughs) yeah so thank you for that comment gerilyn yes thank you gerilyn uh let's see Next, we have Diane here in Oregon. Hi, good morning. Uh, My name is Diane. I am over on the Oregon coast, and I am a big fan of Shannon and Janine's and love the podcast. I have been utilizing a lot of the ideas. I'm staring at my giant whiteboard right now with my to-do doing and done post-it notes. I love that. I'm a very visual person. Um, I have a lot of hats in my office that I wear and um, a lot of programs that I'm in charge of as well as my busy family life. So my big broad question, which may be very difficult to answer, is how to organize in my brain and physically those worlds. Um, I have a planner that is just for home and a planner that is for work, but oftentimes those meetings will affect something that I have going on in my personal life, and likewise, if there's something going on, I need to put it in the other one. So I feel like I spend a bulk amount of my time just writing in my planners and not actually doing anything. Um, not a big fan of the tech sort of planning apps and things like that. So just wondering if you had any tips or tricks for how to manage all of that in one huge planner that maybe looks like Santa's naughty and nice list. Um, Again, (laughs) love the show, love what you guys are doing, love listening, makes me feel a lot better about not getting to good enough on a very, very regular basis. So thank you. Look forward to listening more. Well, that's a fun question. That is. Yeah. So I like Santa's naughty and nice list. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. And envision this ginormous planner that she's. Yeah. The, yeah. Um, well, I get questions about that sort of thing a lot in my business, and um, I always suggest that people have only one calendar or one planner. That when you have two, like one for business and one for home, like Diane has, things can easily fall through the cracks and you do we can sometimes are duplicating effort if you're trying to enter information into both of them. So she's I think she's right in thinking that she needs one planner. I don't think it has to be 
giant or scary, but uh, I um, was thinking about it, and the the planner that I think that would work well for her is one called Planner Pad, and, and you've used Planner Pad, I think, right, Shannon? I think uh, you turned me on to Planner Pad years, years ago. ago. Yeah. yeah was, and I love Planner Pad. Yeah, it was the last... Uh, phys- uh, non-digital planner I used before I went electronic a long time ago but the deal with planner pad is it you have um, it's a spiral bound notebook you have a two-page spread that has a week on it and then it's divided into three horizontal sections and the top section is a place where you can write your tasks by category um, so you could have family as a category, you could have various activities as a category, and then the middle section, you write down your tasks on the day that you're going to do them, and then the bottom section is your appointments. So it it's, seems to me like a great way to funnel all, the, um, all those various parts of your life at a glance. Yeah, it, I totally agree that the, the way to stay on top of all of that is to have it all in one place um there's just it's just too difficult to compare and and make sure you have the right planner when you need it and right and right you You don't want to carry two planners with you in your bag right right especially if they're big you know like annual planners or something Mm -hmm. like that and um so like I said I love the planner pad and when you said that I got so excited because I had sort of forgotten that that was um the basis for what I've been using um when I do my um one week spread on my in my bullet journal um I sort of hand create and it does that and I do it the same way I have the yeah, I have the horizontal area at top where I divide things into the different categories. And then I have the the days of the week, like for the things that have to be done on particular days. And then I have um, the area for appointments so I can, you know, block time for those. And then I can see really clearly for that week um, where I have blocks of time to get the tasks done. And in, it just, what? Oh, I was going to say in the bullet journal, you're doing that, you're, you're creating that by hand, right? That's part I of the do. process. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you make it beautiful, probably. N- n- no, I make it very um, utilitarian. <laughs> but there must, be a, there must be a benefit to doing it by hand versus buying another planner pad. Um, well, the reason why I switched from the planner pad is I wanted something that I could put everything in, you know, because I wanted sort of the bullet journal style where I could write everything there and I had a way to sort of organize it. And the planner pad has some space for more information, but it doesn't have a, a whole lot. Um, and then I also found with my memory issues that sort of the more times I handwrite something the more likely I am to actually remember it and creating this visual by hand and then filling it in helps me have a really good um, sort of understanding of the time I have available in the week and what my week really looks like so sounds like a kind um, of a ritual that uh, and if you don't do it you don't have a calendar (laughs) so it makes you do it I would think Um, yeah yeah 
uh, so anything like that I mean I would think many a lot of people would prefer probably something that they're not creating from scratch every week but in any case the idea being that you have all your things in one place and I think a week at a glance is a very um, mm-hmm. reasonable uh, size planner yeah yeah and and the um, they do come in different sizes so there's I think an eight and a half by eleven eight and a half by 14 and then there's a smaller one which I think is like six by eight or something like that it's a little um, bit bigger than that uh, but yeah and they yeah. haven't changed it I went on the web I have one I keep one around to show clients mine's this one I have is from 2013 and today I went on the website and it looks exactly the same so it, it's a, it's been around for <laughs> decades yeah I yeah I would really heartily second that to to try that planner pad I think with all the things that Diane is talking about all the stuff she's juggling and um, you know planning events into the future having and that's the other downside of you know me doing it in my bullet journal is I combine that with electronic calendar and task management so I, I duplicate myself a lot which drives a lot of people crazy but it just helps with my memory issues um, but so for Diane I think having that being able to plan out into the future with the calendar mm-hmm. um, and having you know those future weeks available to put the information into the planner um, would be really useful yeah, it's definitely worth a try, and we'll put a link to um, to it in the show notes. But it's pla- it's plannerpads plural dot com. Yeah, and I think the other thing I would just say, you know, sort of in terms of mindset, is that while it can be useful to think about your your work and your home life separately, particularly if you are in the habit of maybe working too much at home or um, you know, not really creating a distinction. I really feel like in terms of time management that you have to think of every, you have to think about your life holistically mm-hmm. and that trying to separate and keep those things really distinct and separate like that is just, it's too hard to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and that it's, it, you will feel more together if you're keeping it together and you sort of have an idea of what's going on in your whole life at once yeah it's it's not just a logistical question it's also sort of a mindset question i think that's a good point yeah right do you have anything else to add to that one no i think if diane hears this and she tries it i hope she'll let us know uh yes how it works for her yeah I would love to know. Um, Yeah, I think that's great. Okay, and we have one more question for today. Okay. And let's see, this is Patty, also in the Pacific Northwest. Hello, this is Patty Cook from Vancouver, Washington. Uh, Listening to Getting to Good Enough has been such a blessing. Two years ago, I had to have everything perfect until I had a medical crisis that I called Perfect Storm. 
Through this, I learned exactly what you shared in your first podcast. Done is better than perfect. Fast forward to this summer when I have a long list of to-dos that I just am not motivated to get done. I have four big projects that I want to accomplish this summer, mostly being unpacking boxes from our move four years ago. I started on the first big project and got it finished. Um, I used your advice to just get your walking clothes on. So project one is done, and I have three more to go, and I'm running out of summer. So my question for you is, how do I prioritize my next three projects and stay motivated to finish a few more projects and not put them off until next summer, which will drive me crazy? Thanks so much. Wow, she got all her boxes unpacked. That's amazing. I mean, if she's obviously a big project, if it's taken her a while to do. Yay, Patty. Yeah. That's so great. Um, that's so. It's so much work, but it feels so good to have that done. Mm-hmm. It's such a visible, tangible thing. Getting yeah. rid of boxes. Yeah. Yeah. And so now there are a few more projects that Patty wants to get finished. Um, and you know, I was thinking about this, and you know, there's a lot of different ways that you can prioritize things and um you know sort of how to how to pick what to do next and in this case i was thinking about um when you have a set time frame like this so so when you have a time constraint like you know you want to finish you know these projects by the end of summer then one of the ways you can go about doing that is to imagine yourself at the end of that period. You know, how would you like to feel when summer is over? What needs to happen for you to feel that way? And I'd encourage you to take a few minutes and explore a few different scenarios. Uh, For example, what would it feel like if you've completely finished one more project, but didn't make much if any progress on the other two what would it feel like if you made progress on all three but didn't actually complete any of them Hmm. and finally what will it be like when you've completed all three projects and you know really sort of imagining those different scenarios and then letting what you learn from that experiment help you choose a a pretty achievable goal and a stretch goal. So in this case, I'd imagine the stretch goal would be completing all three projects. And then the easier goal um, would be whichever one feels more important. Does it feel more important for you to get a solid start on all three projects or does it feel more important to you to complete at least one of them? Um, and then let that guide you in starting uh, and keep coming back to that feeling of completion to keep up your inspiration and your motivation to move forward and, and make that progress. What I love about that is your suggestion that she feel it like she just imagined what it would feel like and rather than think about it 
because uh, I think about things all the time. <laughs> I'm always thinking about this. <laughs> but feeling it is really different because if you're paying attention to your body, it can really help you prioritize, right? It can really yes. ident- make those things jump forward that are really important. And then the idea that it's not an all or nothing proposition here. It's not get all three things done or you're a failure. It's right. think about how does it feel to get one thing done or get started in all three. I think think that's just a really great suggestion that all of us can use um, that I'll probably be using this week. Thank you, Shannon. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, excellent. (laughs) How serendipitous. Yeah. Um, But yeah, the... the, uh, Because a lot of times if you sort of approach it from from your head and you think about, well, you know, what should I do? You get caught up in in um in what you think is the best thing as opposed to what will really make you feel good at the end of the day or at the end of the summer as the case may be right yeah whenever shoulds come into play sometimes peril ensues yes (laughs) (laughs) i like that peril ensues (laughs) yeah but I, yeah, yeah, I think, oh, well, again, I hope that Patty hears this and tries this and tells us what she, what she ended up intuiting that she needed to do for the remainder of the summer. Yeah. Gosh, yeah. in St. Louis, the summer it. is over in terms of school anyway. Kids started in school last week. Oh, yeah, it starts so much earlier there. Um, school starts here in two weeks. Which is oh. early for us. We always started after Labor Day. Yeah, right. I grew up. I mean, in sorry, not one. two weeks. One week. One week. <laughs> oh, it, they start in August. No, wait. Hold on a second. Yes, one week. <laughs> Hold on. I need to get a handle on this. <laughs> this is important need, to my life. <laughs> yeah, I just like panicked for a second. <laughs> Yeah, so unfortunately, by the time this airs, summer will really be over. Um, But, uh, you know, you can use this idea for anything. And you can even use it as a way to figure out how to get started on something. And instead of thinking about it in a time frame, like, you know, how do I want to feel at the end of summer? Think about, you know, how do I want to feel at the end of this project? Mm-hmm. Or, you know, how, how will I feel when I've successfully completed this? And that can help you prioritize um, your efforts. Right. Today, uh, I'm going to turn 56 next month. And today, for the first time ever, I never think like this. I was walking Bix and I was thinking, how do I want to feel when I turn 60? I mean, where do I want to be? And mm-hmm. uh, so I've got four years. <laughs> so I came, I came home and mine. <laughs> four years and a month. Things. Four years and a month, exactly. Uh, and um, it's an interesting way to approach that. Uh, uh, anyway, it's the first time I've ever done that. But that's a talk. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't think yeah. about my age well, usually. <laughs> or achieving things. Oh, yeah, it's the first time age. you've done it for your age. For my age. To, yeah. Oh, like, yeah. Ever. I set goals all the time and stuff, yeah. And I think about how I feel, but no, for age, like to, to yeah. assign an age to it. But somehow 60 feels like a big one. I mean, yeah. I've got four years till then, but. Right. Yeah. <laughs> You've got time. Yeah. But 
Yeah, I, I like this way of approaching something because, um, you know, that's how a lot of the times we're going to judge it, you know, sort of ju- judge our success or failure is how we feel. Um, and if you don't get in touch with that ahead of time, you can, you know, sort of feel deflated or like, you know, you didn't do something, um, uh, you didn't, you know, you didn't focus on the things you wanted to focus on or that ended up being more important to you because you weren't aware of them at the time. Right. Right now it feels too late, even though it might not be, but yeah. Right. Excellent. Great. Well, that was fun. That was fun. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to doing it in 10 weeks. Doing it again in 10 weeks. Well, that, that seems far away again. <laughs> this whole, like, time compression expansion thing is it's killing like an me accordion. today. Uh-huh. <laughs> it is. <laughs> It'll be cold by the time we do this again instead of oh. hot. Really? Oh, that's Impossibly. crazy. It will be. Yeah. I mean, one would hope. Because what, that's going to be August, September, October, like the beginning of November, maybe? Right. Yeah, Yeah. that would be right. Well, that's silly to ponder, I suppose. But um, but just it will be fun when we do it. And and we are hopeful that people will um, send us their questions. And if, you know, we get a lot of questions... We, um, particularly about similar subjects or, you know, we notice that there's a theme with something, we may dedicate a whole episode to a particular topic outside of these Q&As. So please feel free to um, leave us a voicemail with your questions at 413-424-GTGE. That's 4843. Hmm. And um, you can also uh, ask questions um, and connect with us on social media. We're on Twitter at GTG Enough. We're on Instagram at uh, Getting to Good Enough. We're on Facebook, search for Getting to Good Enough. And, um, and then, of course, on our website at gettingtogoodenough.com. We'd love to hear from you. And so for now, thanks for listening. This is Shannon Wilkinson in Portland, Oregon. And Janine Adams in St. Louis, Missouri. And we hope that good enough is getting easier for you.